0: Damian Lillard takes a stand. And we get suggestions
1: on how to restart the season from Mark Cuban. And George Hill lives on an 850-acre ranch. What? It is the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA. Let's do this.
0: You are locked on the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA, the daily podcast covering all things about the association, the soon-to-hopefully-be-restarted NBA. On Wednesdays, I'm your co-host, Jake Madison, at Nolajake on Twitter, and the host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. And I'm John Corrales,
0: at Reds Army underscore John on Twitter, and I host Locked On Celtics
1: thank you all for joining today. Before we jump into anything, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your first order. So things are moving kind of fast, it seems like. We are looking at getting some NBA back. I don't want to say sooner rather than later, but it kind of feels like that a little bit. But you have someone coming in, and we'll discuss this in the second segment, John, where we'll talk about the different options for things, but Damian Lillard comes in and kind of throws a wrench in this a little bit? A little bit. Uh, you know, this has been the, the
0: big issue when we talk about coming back and how it, the league is going to come back. What happens to the, the teams that e- are either out of it or not going to have a real shot at the playoffs? And, and the Portland Trailblazers are one of those teams, ninth place in the West, three and a half games behind Memphis. It depends on how many games are going to play three and a half games behind Memphis. That that's a, a, a tough. Uh, leads to make up in, in a short amount of time because you need to not only win those, that amount of games, you need to win four games. Memphis needs to lose that, those, those games and, there's no guarantee on any of that. So you need an, uh, an extended – you don't need it just five games for, to, to play. If they come back and they just play five games, they're never going to make up this, this uh, deficit. So they need like 10 games to even have a shot at, at coming back and, and, and claiming that, that seed, that eighth seed. So Damian Lillard is thinking, well, if I am not going to get a shot at the playoffs – then all I'm doing is putting myself at risk for an injury, especially if we're, we're trying to rush back. And what happens if I tear an ACL? What happens if something goes horribly wrong? Do, what, what's the recourse for me? And I'm supposed to be the guy that's leading this team into you know the future. So, no, I, I don't want to play. Like, I, I want to make the playoffs and then have a chance. But if, I, if I'm not going to get a real shot at it, then I'm sorry. I'm not just going to be like here just to screw around.
1: Yeah, and his, his actual quote is, quote, if we come back and they're just like we're adding a few games to finish the regular season and they're throwing us out there for meaningless games, we don't have a true opportunity to get into the playoffs, I'm going to be with my team because I'm part of the team, but I'm not going to be participating. I'm telling you that right now he's not wrong. And there's a number of teams that kind of fall into this. Look, my Pelicans fall into this a little bit. You've got the Sacramento Kings, the San Antonio Spurs, and even the Phoenix Suns. All of those teams are fighting for that eighth spot and all in some sort of contention for it. And if you're only going to come in and play five games or try and get to that magic number of 70 or 72 games, you know, if teams are three and a half games back, yet over six games, that's not easy to do. 10 games, 15 games, like there were actually remaining, what, I think certain teams had 18, you can do it. And I get why these guys, as competitive as they are, might want to come back just for that. But this is also goes back to something you and I have talked about before, too, where they almost need to come back for the health of the league, though, for the salary cap to make sure more eyes are in there. This league is more entertaining when Damian Lillard is playing. And it's weird that he's not thinking about it from that aspect, I think.
0: I was re- I was just going to ask you that. How much obligation does Damian Lillard have to the league and the fans that that watch it to to say, well, if this is the way it's going to have to be, then I'm going to do it because this is a league that's paying me 31 million dollars next year theoretically depending on everything, but like his contract is 43 and a, 43.7 in 21-22, 47.2, 50.7, and then a 54.2 pl- million player option. That's a lot of money coming his way. And the league, its popularity, and he has earned it through his hard work. No, of course. No and he deserves all
1: that. that money. Like, I don't think anyone's saying otherwise. But,
0: right. But also, this is – does he have an obligation – to the league for like hey this is an unprecedented circumstance. I'm sorry that we can't do a little bit better here, but somebody's going to have to sacrifice. You can't just sit out. You 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 are an NBA player and these this is uh, an NBA game. Like you you have an obligation, I think, to come back and give it your all even though your your team might not be in it.
1: I, I agree with you, and it, the other interesting thing might be like, who are the teams that you're going to be playing if it's a shortened regular season to get into the playoffs. And I think that's kind of important to keep in mind too. So I was trying to look it up, and it's weird because the NBA has now scrubbed from NBA.com the future schedule that you wouldn't. We can't see who they would have been playing on whatever date, which might be w- worth keeping an eye on here. They've only played Memphis once, and would have had other games there. And when you can play that team that's you're behind head-to-head, the Pelicans had two more against Memphis too, you can jump up in the standings a whole lot quicker. So all of a sudden, if you change this to a more regional type of model, it could impact you in that capacity too. And so that's, I think, worth keeping an eye on.
0: Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out, like, there's workarounds. If there you can go into, like, Google Calendar and pop in the – the Portland trailblazers schedule. And, and I think, mean, there's I think that would give somewhere.
1: You, yeah. But I'm just saying it's, Oh, all of a sudden there's, there's, there's no record there. of this on the league's official yeah. site here.
0: Yeah. I, I, it, it, it all depends just so much on how the league plans on coming back. Do they bring all 30 teams back? Do they plan on playing all 17, 18 remaining regular season games? I don't think so. They have to sack. They have to cut from somewhere. And there are going to be teams like, what's the line? There are reports out there that they want even like New York and Chicago and those types of teams to, to go in and, and participate in this. The worst teams in the league that are already out of it, Cleveland, uh, Minnesota, Golden State. Like, so whatever the cutoff is, what. What's the obligation of all those teams to put forth the best the best effort? And then conversely, how much does it hurt Minnesota to have basically a nine-month offseason?
1: So that's another thing that I'm saying. You know, by the time the league uh, gets started again, it would have been an offseason, the entirety of the offseason that we normally get. If you're Damian Lillard, do you want to go nine months without playing really competitive? Basketball, and that's a valid question. Now, rest and all of that stuff's very important, so I get it. But you got to factor that in too. There's there's a reason they're looking for a you know extended ramp up period for these guys because they've been away for so long. How much worse does that get whenever you start next season, whenever that might be? If you're probably looking at a December start or something like that, it's This goes back to something that's just been the case for everything from the entirety of this. If every time you start to talk about something, more questions come up unfortunately and you go down the rabbit hole for everything like no it's true but this and this will tie into what what we can talk about in the next part of michelle roberts and the players association says like we need an answer we need to kind of you know the nba is hitting a critical time that if you're going to start the season in december you probably need to start playing games very soon or have the plan for games in place because you're gonna run out of time eventually
0: Yeah. It's, it's been a long time. I think we're starting to get to a point where the details are starting to trickle out. But even, like, I agree with Michelle Roberts. We can get into this more in, in a minute. Uh, but at the same time, there, there are still so many questions. Like, I feel like, and maybe it's just me, but with so much talk about, we're slowly reopening We're we're in phase one or whatever that maybe we have lost sight of how complicated this is and how, how deep in the weeds we really still are as a country and how many questions still need to be answered. Like if we're, we're now starting to focus on actual sports again and how are they going to restart? And, and we've gone from at least the, are we going to come back to, it feels almost inevitable that the NBA will come back. I feel like there's, there's, we've lost a lot of the more serious discussion about how hard it's going to be.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree. I'm glad that I'm not the people that have to kind of make these uh, decisions, I guess, on these sorts of things. Because like, this is, you have to make the like, Uh, best worst decision I guess is like what it comes down to something like that I don't know you could phrase it any number of ways and yeah you know there's no no good answer to this but we'll look at some of the solutions out there if you're a Timberwolves fan or a Warriors fan you might not want to tune in um, because Mark Cuban has some Mm -hmm. ways that exclude you But before we get into all of that, today's show brought to you by Built Bar. Look, I I can read you a lot of the copy we have and other things, but I'm going to tell it to you this way. They sent us a free box of these Built Bars, and I tried them. I really liked them, and then with our promo code, which is locked on, I reordered and paid with my own money another box for these things because I like using these as my lunch, a meal replacement after a workout in the morning. So these things are awesome. John, I know you agree they taste delicious. They're basically like a candy bar.
0: I I just bought two boxes.
1: <laughs> I just went back and bought there you two go. My own.
0: So, Which flavors? Yeah. I went through my first box. I went through my first box super fast, and um, so I got I got a full box of the peanut butter, and then I got the assorted kind of sampler because I wanted to see because they had some new flavors in there that I kind of wanted to try.
1: No, they're great. They're delicious. You can throw out flavors and everyone has different ones, which is probably a good thing. I got the raspberry chocolate cream, the salted caramel and like the coconut almond and they're awesome. It basically looks like and feels like and tastes like I'm eating a candy bar for lunch, but instead I'm eating something that either has 170 calories or only 110 along with 15 grams of protein or 20 grams of protein. These things are absolutely fantastic. They're great if you want something that's low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. And look, if you're eating another bar, go look at the back of it and compare it to these. I guarantee you, Built Bar is going to be looking even better for you. So go to builtbar.com, use promo code Locked On, and you'll get ten dollars off your first order. That is promo code Locked On for ten dollars off at builtbar.com. So we were talking about how the NBA's got tough decisions coming back when you kind of try and find the right aspect of competitive balance, fairness, and just also getting on with your season, saving a bunch of money, and just moving on to next year. They're in kind of a no-win situation no matter what they do, but we do like seeing some of these creative scenarios and some of these flat-out sound just kind of fun, don't they?
0: Yeah, it's I'm caught in between the – you. just let's kind of do what we've been doing and looking at some of these scenarios and being like, I can see the the thought process of well, this is such a unique situation, let's just try stuff, like
1: let's just do something completely new and let's have some fun with it. And the, the and audience is gonna be way more forgiving right now if it fails and doesn't work than I think they would have ever been otherwise. I agree.
0: Uh, but they also have to be careful to not alienate the fans that sure that's itching fair. for basketball to come back. Like, there's a lot of us that are just dying for NBA basketball to come back. Not just us because we work and cover it as a profession, but people who just want NBA basketball, want to see a champion crowned. and if you mess with it too much, then you have this possibility of actually – Turning off some of the people who were looking forward to it to it a lot, like, and and Cuban's proposals. Mark Cuban's proposals were pretty decent. Um, they're super interesting. Creating this this what twenty team playoff where you know the seventeen seed takes on the twenty seed and the eighteen takes on nineteen, and they they advance to go in for the the, the last playoff seeds. It's interesting, and that might work, uh, but at the same time, we've played like, what, 85% of a, a regular season? I'd yeah, hate you've for, gotten there pretty far. Yeah, I, I would also hate to throw away a lot of what's been already accomplished and what teams are already working towards. Like All of these teams have been working towards this point, and with the thought of, seeds and a playoff series and all of a sudden if you throw all of that into flux you're like well did they just negate the entire regular season somehow
1: which is an issue we've had with the nba where people think it isn't very valuable and it doesn't really matter so you've got to find a way to kind of keep some importance on this otherwise maybe you feed into that narrative even if it's false to the kind of casual fans of things. And it, you're right. It's like, well, if you're just going to kind of like eliminate us, like say it's the Pelicans here using the team I cover in an example, three and a half games out against Memphis. They've got the tiebreaker on them most likely with two games left to go after beating them twice. Like they were in position for it. If you just cut them out, you're going to piss off the city and the fan base and lose a lot of people. So how do you kind of respect all of that? Well, not just, you know, given a team like say the golden state warriors who are mathematically eliminated, A path in when, like, frankly, they probably shouldn't have one. It's not easy. Cubans' uh, theory on this is what I think put the top 10 teams in each conference in there. And then have a playing tournament for the like final two spots. And the only teams that are not allowed to participate in this are the Golden State Warriors, because they are the only team mathematically eliminated from playoff contention as of when the season was suspended. And the Minnesota Timberwolves, though, I don't think they were technically mathematically eliminated, but they might have been like a game away or something like that.
0: Right. That that makes sense. I mean, it's it's and and that's a very clever way to make sure that. You don't get Steph Curry into the playoffs. You don't get the Mm -hmm. the possible return of Klay Thompson. Like, you don't have, like, some weird quirk where this isn't, like, the lockout year of, what, like, was it 99? What year did the Knicks, the eighth seed that, that got to the finals? Like, this would blow that out of the water that the Golden State Warriors somehow get thrown back into the mix, even though they were eliminated from the playoffs a team eliminated from the playoffs wins a championship
1: would yeah, exactly.
0: be like the ultimate headline. So yeah, that, that's a, it's a good way to get them out.
1: There There's like an asterisk going to be on this most likely anyway, from I think the majority of people, unless their team wins it, in which case, no, of course not. There's no asterisk, but you know, I think with that, you don't want to have any more talk about how this isn't a real NBA title than you need to have. So finding some way to kind of do that seems to make a lot of sense. I mean, it's interesting. There's been a lot of talk of group stages like they do in the World Cup, which could be very interesting, get some really interesting matchups and be a lot of fun. I just don't know how you go about kind of designing something like that. Like, even from the, like, the beginning part, like where do you go with that? Yeah. The
0: only, the only way I can see something that involves every team is that the teams, like, you, you play uh, some level of regular season that you need something for these guys to come back and be like in basketball shape. So they need either exhibition games, regular season games, whatever they are, they need a, a number of games five, seven, 10, whatever the number really is to get back into basketball shape. If you don't have that, then don't do this because somebody's going to get really hurt. In the first round of the playoffs, it's going to be a disaster. Guys are going to fall left and right, and it's just going to be the worst. It's going to be worse than actually contracting the COVID because all of these guys are going to get these soft tissue injuries, and you don't want that. So in in lieu of, like, rushing back and all of that, we, we, maybe what they do is they they play those that number of games. They put the non-playoff teams into a tournament. And have them play for something, whether it's a a draft pick. In, you 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 make a thirty-first draft pick. You give the winner an extra draft pick at the end, which is still valuable, um, or some sort of similar type reward, so they have something to play for. Uh, and maybe like the winning team gets, I don't know, money, you know, some kind
1: of bonus. And then the other teams go and play off their their, their regular playoffs. Yeah, no, I mean, I think these are all options, but, you know, kind of goes back to what Lillard was saying, you know, like you've got to give them some incentive other than, I guess, their contract and some sort of, uh, I don't know, sense of obligation, which again, it starts to get kind of weird with all of that to like get back out there and play because there is a risk of injury in all of this. And, you know, look, even going to this environment instead of staying home and inside presents a risk too. And so if you're going to take on this level of risk, there's got to be, I guess, some sort of return for that, a risk-reward. I don't know, a risk-reward. There you go. So it, it's weird. Groups, all of them will be fun as long as they don't get too weird with it. Like, I'm probably going to be pretty furious if somehow the Golden State Warriors go on and, like, win a title. Yeah. Is <laughs> right. there any other yeah, team you I, think I, that would just outrage people if they, like, somehow ended up winning the NBA Finals this season? Like, what team would piss off the most people?
0: Um, what team would piss off the most people? Um, like maybe, maybe like Brooklyn, if yeah. they allow, like if this allows Kevin Durant to come hey, back, Kyrie Irving and coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Like if both of those guys can come back healthy and all of a sudden it's like, well, that's not the Brooklyn Nets team that you would have had. Then maybe that would have pissed people off. Think, How annoyed are you if like the, that
1: team knocks the Celtics out of whatever playoffs we're going to see uh, with a healthy, like Irving right? and Durant. Because, yeah.
0: Right, because that's not the team that they were supposed to have. And so it's almost like you've you've given them enough time. Like, everybody has the advantage of time to kind of heal some injuries. But mm-hmm. guys who are out for the season, like, that should be a rule. If you were ruled out for the season, you're out for the season. And yeah, that's that it.
1: seems like the right uh, thing, doesn't it? Like, sometimes it, it, we're going to get healthy and, you know, like, Lillard's saying this because they were going to get Nurkic back and they were going to get Zach Collins back, and that team looks significantly better when you add those in there. Sure. But, and, and they would have and had those sense. guys for the playoffs too. So I'm cool with it, but you're right. Like a guy like Durant who – it's been said like he wasn't going to play even if they got into the playoffs.
0: Yeah. I, I Ultimately, all of these ideas are being thrown around. I think ultimately what we're going to see is a regular – nba with some tweaks around the fringes like plans for the seventh or eighth seed maybe the eighth seed to or, or or seeding in general maybe you have an opportunity to break some ties like maybe indiana and philly play each other once to just say this the winner gets the fifth seed or you know out west i don't know who's tied out west uh, Oklahoma City and, and Houston, they get to play a game for seeding purposes. Um, but I, I think other than that, we're just going to see kind of mostly what we expect. And I, I'll just reiterate the point. You don't want to alienate the fans that expect a certain thing. It's like McDonald's trying to serve like salads and getting rid of hamburgers and like just play the hits and – come, if you're going to come back, do it safely, play the hits, let's get a champion, do it the way we expect and be done with it.
1: Yeah. I think that's probably the way to go. And we, uh, you know, Michelle Roberts is saying, we want to get answers because the players need to know. I think we all kind of want some answers and know what's coming soon. And we're right around the time that the NBA has said, they're going to make a decision that they probably need to make a decision So there's going to be more coming from this, I'm sure, in the next few days, uh, if it's not like already, because news seems to happen kind of fast at times. So coming up in the next segment, George Hill is spending quarantine a little bit differently (laughs) than anybody else, I'm pretty sure, and we will talk about it because it's kind of nuts. But before we do that, today's show also brought to you by Blinkist. You're stuck at home, you might have a little bit more free time than you have otherwise, and this is a great opportunity to use that time for self-improvement. It can be tough when you're going to work every day when you've got a commute, but if you also want an answer for that, There's one app that kind of does it all, and that is Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique, and it works on your phone, your tablet, your web browser, basically anywhere there's internet. And Blinkist takes the best, the key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people, business leaders, they're known for reading, trying to improve, and then taking what they've learned and putting it into practice. It's not always the easiest thing to do. I get it. Sometimes you only have 15 minutes on your commute. The But Blinkist can help you do it in whatever little bit of time that you have. And 12 million people are using Blinkist right now. And it's got a massive and growing library. Everything from self-help, business, health, to history books. They've got all the latest titles from all the bestseller lists. And with Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books. All the books you want and all for one low price. So right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash NBA free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your seven day free trial. You'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. All right. So quarantine rolls on players are either in their home markets. They've gone elsewhere. George Hill is where they are not playing any sort of basketball and not inside his home market at all. He's 30 minutes outside of San Antonio on an 850-acre ranch with zebras, kangaroos, wildebeests, and something called a scimitar oryx, which sounds like it's out of Lord of the Rings or something.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yes, donkeys. Uh, Did you mention the zebras, elk, antelope? I mean, he's got animals from all over the place, uh i'm not 100% sure how i feel about this it's a, it's a little story.
1: uncomfortable right like a slight bit maybe that's like the tiger king stuff being around and you're seeing a player kind of like hit a little bit of that it's cool a, don't a get me wrong bit. it's cool too but it's a little weird
0: it's it's a little um not what i would normally kind of think now look i'm a big nature lover i'm a big animal lover so i'll i'll leave that i'll i'll, I'll start with that I'm not a huge fan of like zebras living in Texas. They're not supposed to live in Texas. Uh, but these animals, it's not like they've gone and apparently like, it's not like he's gone to Africa and stolen these animals. Right. He gets them from a, an exotic wildlife breeder. So they were born here. This is what they know. So, okay, fine. I'll, I'll, you know, put my uncomfortableness aside for that. Um, it's just, I appreciate that. He appreciates the nature. Um, uh, But there's a, I believe in like the ecosystem, like zebras exist for a certain reason. And one of those reasons is to be like lion food. And now they're just spitting out zebras (laughs) all over his land. At some point he's going to look at his land and be like, "Uh, I, I had five, six zebras. Now I have 30 zebras, like what's going on here? Uh, So I want to know like this controlled situation is, is nice. And you know, you get to watch these animals and they're beautiful. What happens 10 years from now when all of these animals have reproduced and they're all out of control and they're competing for food? Like what happens then?
1: yeah it's like it just seems like that's a lot look he's an nba player he's got a lot of money you can pay people and like he's it seems like he's learning how to do this this is what he kind of wants to do when he retires which i guess is breed the animals take care of the animals something in that realm which look animals are awesome i've I've seen zebras they're very cool looking i've pet one before but like i i don't know like like you're saying something's just a little bit odd about all of this and you would hope it's just kind of be done being done in the right way but it seems like it is he's also, look, he's good oh 850 acres i looked this up is 1.32 square miles like that's wild to me <laughs> that's 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 a lot of land
0: um all of these animals are cared for well i just want to make sure that there's like i'm I'm not criticizing him for doing this necessarily. I'm, I'm having a little difficulty kind of like wrapping my head around it, but none of the animals are sick. They say when one of the animals got sick, they made sure they called in a vet. They gave him a shot of antibiotics, whatever he he got better. Uh, and you know, he's not, he's not hunting the animals. Um, That's he's a very he's good. Hunting. thing. <laughs> You know, it's not like he, he got all of these animals to sit through. Yeah, like, hey, I'm just going to shoot and kill this thing. Um, but, you know, I, I'm just curious about all of it and, and what happens. Like, right now, this is, this is kind of a cool thing, and he's on this huge, giant ranch, and he's got these kind of, like, unique animals, and they're all being cared for very well. I'm just like, okay, what's next? Because I, what I know is when you put animals that aren't supposed to be here, when you put them here, something goes wrong because this is not a natural ecosystem. They're not in their natural habitat. Like I said, you don't have the predators to thin out a herd. That's how it's supposed to go. When there's, when there's too many prey animals, predators come along, they eat a few of them. There's balance in all of this. This is no balance. This is wildlife in a place it's not supposed to be. And it's cool now and it's cute now and it's fun now, but the, I'm looking down the road and they're like, Do you have a plan? What's your plan for these animals down the line?
1: That's fair. Um, I think that is very fair. This seems very Texas too, to me a little bit. Um, if you, if you had an 850 acre ranch, what are you, what are you throwing on there? What are you doing with it?
0: Well, I mean, are there no rules? Because I would, I would like nothing illegal. I'd say, yeah, like like, it, you, like a lion would be illegal. Like I'd love to have lions and stuff. Yeah, but, like, like I would you, have like.
1: You can't like throw a human on like, there and go hunting him in in like on your huge thing and create like a battle uh, royale. Then, then, like, then I do not have an answer big. for
0: you. I do not have
1: an answer for you. <laughs> Wanna hunt the no, most No, like I game? I like
0: the idea. Yeah. Right. Um. I like the idea of having a ranch. I'm not an outdoorsy guy. I'm not a camping kind of guy. Um. So like being able to be outside in nature and go for a hike. If there's a cabin, I'll stay in the cabin. I'm not sleeping on the ground. Uh, Human beings have evolved. Have you ever gone glamping before? Are you a glamper? No, no, but I would, I totally would I have no shame (laughs) in saying that I'm not, I'm not sleeping on the ground. Like we've evolved past sleeping on the ground. Like that's, is there a hotel nearby? I'll stay in the hotel. I'll stay in a cabin. I'll take one of those little campers, like, for sure, that's glamping where you get a little trailer on the back and you sleep in
1: that. Like a totally. fancy tent, something like that, yeah.
0: yeah. I'm not sleeping in a tent. I've done that once, I'm done. Uh, whatever whatever the native animals are, like, like I, I wouldn't mind just having, like, the open land with some fenced-off area, and then just kind of just, like, open land where whatever happens, happens. Like, that, that's fine, and I could just do what I want with, you know, building little houses here and there, but Um, I, I, I'm not going to fly in like these wild animals or anything like that, but in a vacuum where rules don't exist, like I would love to have like a pride of lions just kind of chilling on my property. Like that would be super awesome.
1: Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Like, no, no. It's, I look, I get it. It's uh, look. If you had that much land, you could do kind of whatever you you do. Number of things like a square mile is really big. You were saying before that's there's it's like a a, si- a city in Rhode Island that's smaller than that.
0: Smaller. Central Falls, Rhode Island, is one square mile. That's the, where it's from, from neighboring Pawtucket, Rhode Island, Central Falls is small. The,
1: there you go. But, like, yeah, you could do whatever you want. I don't know. Big like off road. You put a Colorado fence around it. Like, yeah. would be cool. The reality
0: is, I would have a pack of dogs that I would just have if I had like that much space, I would have like a pack of dogs, like probably like 10 dogs that had really like nice accommodations. And then I would probably do like what Jon Stewart did and kind of use it as like rescue land. Like if, if neglected horses, if you needed a place like Keep neglected horses for a couple of months while they were rehabilitated. You could do that on my that's property. That's nice. Like, okay, that's the type like of that. thing that I would totally do. Like anything like that, any kind of exotic animals that was saved, like the Joe Exotic stuff, like I could set up a place for like abused tigers on my land and you can rehabilitate them there. Like that, that I could do. Um, I would much, much, much rather do that. And and just have my pack of like Rottweilers and Boxers kind of roaming around the property, um, and and just leave it like that. Like I, w- I would I would really actually like to do that that John Stewart thing.
1: I think that's very good. I like that idea a lot. I'm still putting a bunch of cars on there and we're going to run them ragged over like bumps and you mud and stuff, that. which would be so much fun. I'm a big You could car do like guy, the so.
0: old demolition derby. Oh my or, like, God. You yes. Do, like, yeah. yeah. You can, you rehab yeah. your
1: horses. I'm going to take in crappy cars and we're going to ram them into each other. And that also sounds yeah. very Texas, I guess too. It be, it's Sure. Sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> there, there we go. That's as good of a spot to end it in as as we're going to have here on the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA. So thank you all for listening. Uh, don't forget, check out BuiltBar.com. Use promo code On for $10 off your first order. Those things are delicious. And also Blinkist, Blinkist.com slash NBA. Improve yourself during this time. On Wednesdays, I'm your co-host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'm the host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast.
0: And I'm John Corrales, at Red's Army underscore John on Twitter, and I host the Locked On Celtics podcast.
1: Thank you all for listening. We'll be back with you all next week.